0: All right, welcome to our special edition, special March Madness edition of the Black and Gold Bannerette podcast. It's Jeff Sharon here along with Eric Lopez and joining us from somewhere on the roads of Orlando is CBS Sports College Basketball Analyst and UCF Men's Basketball Alumni Mike O'Donnell. Mike, what is going on? It is, it's is—it's the most wonderful time of year, right? Christmas in March.
1: I'm driving over to a meeting right now that I don't want to go to because all <laughs> I want to do is just sit on the couch, watch these games, you know, a little pizza, and uh, and because it, it really is. I mean, the, the air tastes different this, mo- this morning. You know, it's a special time, man. It really is. It's like a holy
0: experience. And for the first time in, well, since, since I can't believe and believe I'm about to say this, for the first time since before you were a UCF Knight. The UCF Knights <laughs> are in the NCAA tournament. Let me just ask you in general, as a guy who played for the program, I mean, you transferred over from North Carolina State, where you did play in the NCAA tournament in two games worth, in fact. Um, yep. And But, to, but as, a, as a guy who considers himself um, to that extent a UCF guy, what does it mean for you as an alum to see the Knights in the dance for the first time in a decade and a half?
1: hard not to walk around um, a combination of with a huge smile on your face mm-hmm. because of the direction of the program and like I keep getting these constant flashbacks of nostalgia um, I can I could you know guys I can distinctly remember because I was all, I was redshirting the the year the last time UCF uh, was in the tournament when they lost to UConn. Mm-hmm. and um that was that was sort of like it was an ex- it, it, I was in clear water not sitting on my couch just standing in front of my couch with my parents watching the game because it was I remember it it was still sunny out it was an afternoon game and it was just this like it was so cool to see you know this group from the Atlantic Sun playing this this really tight ball game against UConn and Gary Johnson went berserk. They couldn't guard him. Yeah. Uh, I think he hit like two yeah. Um, You know, Kingsley Edwards was playing great. Uh, that was pre Will Bakanowski concussion protocol. So you had back in there that was, was roughing it up. And it was, in, I mean, like it was awesome. And, you know, coming back, you know, driving back over to Orlando, even though those guys lost and meeting them at the bus, you know, I mean, it's just a, it's an amazing thing because you grew up like as a kid watching it and even to be a part of it as a red shirt player because I transferred from NC State over to UCF it was just this like beaming glow of pride you know it's a very special thing
2: that's it, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, that's, you know that's really – You know what's funny about that is I was I was in Tampa, I remember, at that time, actually not too far away from where you were. I was at my then-girlfriend's house watching the game and watching and watching Gary go ballistic in that second half against a really good Utah, UConn team that had, you know, Denim Brown and Charlie Villanueva and Rudy Gay was on that team. Those are – Oh, yeah. It's, it's funny how it seems so long ago, and yet it seems like yesterday when you think about it.
1: I I remember being in that practice to prepare for that game, and it was—you guys will remember this—but it was me, Dave Noel, uh, Uh and Carlton Christian. Do you remember Carlton Christian? He transferred from Marquette. Yes. Um, You know his name was Boo. Yeah we we won every single scrimmage that year. Um, (laughs) We would beat up on Gary and Kingsley and the entire starting five every single year and i remember gary after that you know when when they won the championship i remember gary came up to me in the in the cafeteria and he was like dude i've never told you this but you guys made us better every single day and i hate i hate you because, <laughs> because we treated we but we treated it like it, it's such a terrible rule that first year you know I, it's so mentally frustrating to sit out but you treat that you have to, guys like who redshirt like me and Dave Noel and Carlton Christian, like practice was the final four for us. Like we were going in for blood every day. You know what I mean? um, And so, but it was just, I mean, that was a great group, man. Kingsley, uh, you know, Gary Johnson is still one of the greatest point guards of all time. It was a great team. It really was.
0: Yeah. It was so fun to watch. I was up in I remember I was up in um, uh, Nashville. I actually called on student radio that tournament and and how they dominated the tournament that year was a credit you know to those guys and to coach Kirk and to you guys as well who you know were the unsung heroes I can remember in practice and um and that was that was that was fun to watch over here
1: yeah no I don't go around telling people that it was just more (laughs) of I'll never forget I'll never forget after they won the ASUN championship Gary telling me that because I just don't know of I don't know many guys who would actually say that because Gary was such a competitor, but it's just, we had a good group of guys. We really did. It was just a great crew. This is some group of guys
0: this year too, isn't it, Mike? And they're they're in the first round and the first at large bid in, uh, in school history. And, and and to just, I, I guess it's for those of us who are mere mortals who, you know, who haven't been there, just describe for us, because you were there. You were there with NC State um, in your freshman year, and the t- and the two games that they played, you know, on that team that had Julius Hodge and um, and and a bunch of those guys. And you've seen what the intensity level is like of an NCAA tournament game. Describe for us how different it is, not just from the regular season, but even from watching a conference tournament game just the level of intensity as a player on the floor when you step on that neutral court with uh, with the NCAA championship on the line?
1: So I don't think the intensity is any different when you step on the floor because when you start thinking about that, that's when you start playing bad. Right. But when it hits you the most, though, guys, and it's a real thing. I promise this is real. I felt it when you walk into that gym for your first practice the day before the tournament, uh, the air smells a little different. Um, And, you know, it's funny, you know, I grew up a college basketball junkie as a kid and, you know, I I lived for that, that day on Thursday to when the newspaper was at the door and I would wake up early to cut out the bracket so I could fill it out. You know, I did that for as long as I can remember and doing that, filling out a bracket bracket that I was in was the most surreal crazy experience of all time. And when you you almost get you almost walk in and get the same feeling of that like exhilarating feeling of like it's the first weekend of college basketball I'm filling out my bracket. When you step into that that gym, I just remember feeling like I was walking on a bracket. Like, it was strange. Like, I I distinctly remember feeling like, I am walking on a bracket right now. I am part of the bracket. And it it just really, you have to take a couple seconds, breathe it in, and be like, this is really friggin' cool, because who gets a chance to have this kind of experience? Right. You know, it's less than 1%. So, your your preparation is really, really intense, because you want to go out and win. You want to advance. When you step out of the court and when the ball's tipped and that you know uh, and you start rolling, then it just becomes part of the game because if you make it more than that, you're overthinking to the point of where, you know, uh, that's that's when bad things happen. But everything leading up to that, Jeff and Eric, I'm telling you guys, it was, you know, it, you you felt a part of March Madness in a way that. Is, is really difficult to describe other than the fact that it felt like I was stepping onto someone's bracket, which is really cool.
0: Go ahead,
2: uh, What? That's unbelievable. What advice would you give B.J. Taylor and Aubrey, and uh, specifically B.J. and Taco, the guys that have not been to the NCAA tournament because, and you follow the program obviously, the storyline has been here really since UCF made that run to the NIT a couple years ago, which is can they break the drought of making, getting back to the NCAA tournament? So they were playing with that pressure of getting back for the NCAA tournament. Now they're in, but they haven't been in this climate. So what would be the biggest advice you would give them?
1: Uh, don't play like they did versus Memphis a week <laughs> ago. Um, that's number one, because that was atrocious. And I think everybody, everybody felt the same way. I, I think they were just totally and completely gassed in that game, coming you know, back-to-back. Just program defining wins versus Houston and Cincinnati, I think they were just gassed leading into that tournament. I really do, but um you know those guys are so good. you know Aubrey's a pro he's going to be making a lot more money than than all of us combined times three um, uh, bJ's going to have an opportunity to play professionally. Um, those guys know what to do I'm telling you they're so wired in right now that it's going to be a similar conversation of you need, to, you need to do two things. is You need to take in the moment while getting prepared that today and tomorrow morning. And the second thing I would tell you is you, the best way to shake off any jitters, anything at all, if you have it, which you probably will have, is on the defensive end at some of the things that I used to try to do. If I felt like I was more nervous for a particular game, I would focus so much on my defense that I was able to get into the flow of the game quicker. And ultimately, right. That's what these last couple of years of UCF basketball have been about. It's been about defense and you know, uh, you're playing in an arena that has terrible depth perception. Nobody shoots really good in the first game of the tournament. Nobody does because your depth perception is so off as you're playing this massive arena. So I think, you know, putting a major focus on defensive end, it's not sexy to talk about. Uh, It's not really cool. But that always got the job done for me, guys, you know, when I was in a situation like that. And I, I think that's exactly what Coach Dawkins would tell them because they win games off of their defense first and offense second um and i think if they put a focus on that they're going to be fine Uh, they're they're going to be in good position
2: yeah no no question about that and you talk about defense this game has got defense all over it because vcu is also a good defensive team uh what's your thoughts on this matchup Uh, a vcu program that has now become a perennial in the ncaa tournament they won the 8-10 in the regular season uh your thoughts on this matchup here
1: I'll give you $5 if VCU or UCF go over 60 points, okay? <laughs> um,
0: it's, 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 it's on okay. the record, Eric. <laughs> Write it down.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> um, that will that, that, be the biggest thing is uh, VCU, you can knock the eight ten 10 all you want, which is, which is crazy if you do because that's an incredible conference. But they are one of – they're probably a top 15 half-court defensive team in the country. And and they pride themselves on being a really, really good defensive team. I mean, they help. Um, they'll trap in certain areas. Um, they'll apply pressure to the guards around the three-point lines. Really hard to get a three-point, open three-point look against VCU. Um, and you could say the same thing for the UCF team. Um, I think, you know, first team to 60 wins. But here's the, you know, The one thing that VCU that you have to be, you know, to look out from where I think UCF has the advantage is one is their best offensive weapon, Marcus Evans is not healthy. Um, I'm not even 100% sure if he's been cleared to play yet, but he's not 100% healthy, and he's really their only go-to scorer. And so I, I, I think UCF ultimately, for me. I would I would even worry if UCF is not making threes. The biggest thing to pay attention to is are they getting drilled penetration at the rim, and are they going inside of taco fall? Every single possession should flow through taco fall, and when you do that, uh, it can it can be just demoralizing to teams. The more that the, that UCF is at the free throw line in this game, the better because it's not it's going to be ugly because. That's the way that both teams play, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it in they're just – it's not this free-flowing two teams that score 85 points, 90 points in a game. This is grind-out defense that will – I really honestly believe it will be one at the free-throw line. I really do. The other – conversely, UCF on the defensive end – all VCU does is drive, is drive, 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 drive. They want to create turnovers, get to the rim, in the half court. They want to attack the rim. So Taco's got to stay out of foul trouble. And VCU is—we talked about how they're one of the top 15 best defensive teams. They're one of the top 10 worst three-point shooting teams in college basketball. They are a terrible three-point shooting team. So. That's a number you need to watch out for. I think that bodes well for UCF uh, as long as the post can play in foul trouble. Especially, you know, not just Taco Fall, but guys like Colin Smith and Chad Brown. If they can, if they can play hard without fouling, which is a which is a skill, um, I think they'll be in really good shape because VCU just they they don't have anybody that shoots a three over 35 percent.
0: Yeah, that foul trouble situation is just something that we've been keeping an eye on in every game all year, it seems, with this team, especially with Taco. And I do, and, and you're right. I, I thought that this is, you know, th- this game right here is Taco's moment. I feel like he's, we've seen flashes of it on occasion this season. Um, certainly not, he hasn't, I don't think he's had as good a season this year as he's, as he had in the past, certainly off of his sophomore year. But, you know, he can... He has an opportunity and the other seniors have an opportunity, BJ in particular, although although, you know, BJ's been just BJ's B J he's just consistent as it gets. But right. this is Taco's opportunity to really show to really put on a show and showcase his skills and show everybody that he's not just the tall guy out here, that he's that he's a legit threat and the stage is set for him in this, no?
1: Well, uh there's a caveat to that though, Jeff, because that's great, and I don't I don't totally disagree with you, but Taco Fall cannot grab the rebound, dribble up the floor, and make a play for himself. Yeah. Um, where where Taco Taco is only dominant when the backcourt for UCF makes it a point to find him. And and as as important as Taco Fall is, that he needs to have a big game, which I think he will. Um, you know. I, these last eight games that he's played have been his most assertive and aggressive games I've ever seen him play. But the guards for UCF have as much importance on this game from a distribution standpoint on the same level that Taco Fall has from, a, from his standpoint of scoring. If they're not finding him and if they're not looking for him and they're not being proactive and running offense through him, how is How is he supposed to make a major impact on the game? He can offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, block shots. If he scores zero points, he can still have a major impact on the game. But for UCF to advance, it has he has to score too because yeah. then that that logs everything up in the lane, and it's more freedom of movement for Terrell Allen, who I think is the unsung hero of this team you know and bj and, and aubrey dawkins but if if the backboard for ucf is not making it a priority to find him in the low post uh, that's a problem to me i think that's that's where you're running this trouble and that's where taco fall you know can't take all the blame if they're
2: not actually looking for him
0: yeah all right last question well, and, and, and oh go well, ahead Eric. I'm sorry. real
2: quick i mean real expand on this I think the backcourt is pivotal just from pre- the bas- protecting the basketball. VCU is very good at turning you over. And, Mike, when UCF has struggled offensively at times, it's because they've been sloppy with the basketball, been careless with the basketball, or hasn't uh, set the offense really on set. The, you know, usually a lot of times they wouldn't set their offense until the clock is running. So I think that's a pivotal part, too, for the backcourt and Terrell Allen and B.J. to protect the basketball and execute this offense because possessions in this game are going to be very valuable
1: that's the number one scatter report key for opposing teams um, is is can they apply as much pressure to the UCF backcourt as possible. Because you're right. That is not that is not something they're great at is breaking the press. Um, the the reason why teams have such a hard time pressing UCF is because they can't score against UCF all the time. And I mean you gotta score to set up in your press. So I, I, I think if if they're sending VCU to the free throw line and that enables VCU to hop into a press, then that's a problem. Uh, but you're right, Eric. You know that that's a big um, uh, that's a big deal. That's that's how Memphis uh, beat UCF twice, um, and that's how uh, Houston really applied so much pressure to the guards when they played UCF at home. Uh, that can absolutely disrupt this Houston team. Excuse me, this UCF team. There's no question about it.
0: Last question for you, Mike, because I know you got to go. I'm not going to ask you about UCF's chances against Duke should they get there. But what I will say, or, or what I will ask is, what do you think are UCF's chances out of 10 or out of 100 that they get to the Sweet 16? And what would be the key? What would be the number one fundamental reason that they were able to do it?
1: Okay, so the first part, the first part of your question is, I would say let's do a scale out of one to ten. You ready? Because okay. I think America, I think America would give UCF a zero out of ten to advance a Duke. Um, I'm going to give them a five out of ten chance.
0: Whoa, yeah, Mike!
1: Yeah, yeah, hot take, right? Crazy hot take. <laughs> Here's why. Here's why. Um, it's interesting, you know. Duke is. I think Duke's the second-best team in the country. Um, They do one thing really well. They apply so much pressure against you uh, at the rim, right? Zion Williamson puts his head down. He's a freight train. R.J. Barrett has very little wiggle in his game. He's a very, like, nose-down, north-south, I'm going to get to the rim, I'm going to do an eight-foot floater. Uh, Same thing with Trey Jones, Cam, Cam Reddish, all those guys they have zero zero unless jack o'connell's making perimeter shots they have zero three-point shooting in some sense they're very similar to vcu very similar to vcu so that's where actually ucf excels against teams like that who try to attack the rim because it's so hard to emulate what taco falls presence around the rim is it's so difficult that. I think Taco Fall might be the one player in the country that can really actually frustrate Zion Williamson Hmm. because all Zion Williamson wants to do is they they run the same play, it's an iso play, Zion Williamson catches it at the free throw line, he drives left at the rim, and he makes a play. There is nobody in the country like Taco Fall because you're playing against a seven-footer plus a broomstick. (laughs) So if Taco Fall can play... Thirty to thirty-two minutes in a game like that, and stay under four fouls. That game will be a lot closer than people think, because if the, if Duke is not creating offense, if UCS taking care of the ball and they're not turning it over, Duke does not have any perimeter shooting whatsoever. They don't. Sh- it's not a hot take. I mean, they don't shoot the three ball well. They don't stretch the defense, but they have some. They have two of the best. Driving wings in college basketball, but the problem is there is no player in college basketball like Taco Fall. I think people are underestimating that, hmm. which is why I think that game could be a lot closer than people think. If 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 Taco Fall stays out of foul trouble, and the magic number is ten, if UCF has ten or less turnovers against Duke, that's a that's a potential you know single digit ball game.
0: Wow! All right, where are you gonna? All right, uh, before you go, where are you gonna be watching the uh, the tournament game on Friday night?
1: Um, you know, I'll be in the I'll be in the rocking chair, uh, rocking <laughs> my uh, uh, eight week year old son who has a cold right now.
0: Oh my gosh! So man. I'll
1: be covered in uh, I'll be covered in newborn snot. Uh, how do you like <laughs> that visual? But uh, I will be locked in into that TV for sure.
0: All right. all right, man, keep the volume down. Mike O'Donnell from CBS Sports joining us here on the Black and Gold Banneret podcast previewing UCF's game against VCU and hopefully uh, points beyond. We'll try and get you, you and Annie, try and get some sleep. We'll talk to you again, Mike, all right? Safe travels.
1: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
0: All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. Thanks again to Mike. Mod four three is his uh, Twitter handle, uh, which you guys should know by now. Um, wow, Mike dropping the. Uh, <laughs> well, he says it's not that much of a hot take. I, I mean, but I, I there are a few there there are very few people who we talk to on a regular basis, Eric, that like know basketball as intimately yeah. as Mike. And I mean, it shows. Obviously, he works for CBS Sports for crying out loud. But, um,
2: ESPN blah, he does ESPN three. I mean, he does the American Digital Network. Yeah, I mean, he does it all. He was part of all week there in Memphis. So, yeah,
0: he's the hardest working man in show business. And, um, and, and he really does believe that. And, and you know, if he says it, By I mean, everything
2: it. he said about Duke is accurate. Somebody right? somebody who follows the sport closely in the ACC, it's all accurate. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the issue, and he mentioned it is the foul issue. If, if Taco gets in foul trouble, that could be an issue. But, yeah. I mean, UCF's defensively could. I do think UCF could present some issues for Duke. I'm not going to prick them to win, but I do don't I don't think this will, that'll be a blowout like I think some people might think. But look, I mean, I'm I'm locked in on the VCU game because I I think the VCU game is going to be one of the better games. I'm not you know of the opening round. I mean, I th- I, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, you know, Brian, by the way, Brian Murphy, who, who is recovering it in South Carolina. Uh, Thursday they had their press conferences. Uh, He tweeted out that Marcus Evans, who's the star point guard that we talked about, Mike mentioned about his status, he did have a spot at the media interview table uh, for VCU's presser. He was at the press conference there. So I I think Marcus Evans will play. Uh, How effective he will be, who knows. Um, We'll see what happens. Some interesting comments, by the way. Mike Krzyzewski said, Johnny Dawkins is Duke's first great player of all time. That was Mike oh. uh pro, he quote, he believed in us, he started this, he started it. High praise from Coach K on Johnny Dawkins. They, uh, Mike Krzyzewski said they both talked frequently during the season, uh, but they have not talked since the bracket was uh, released. Mike Krzyzewski's under the weather, apparently. Uh, so those are some of the highlights uh, from the press conference at least from uh, up there in South Carolina, things are going on over there. And uh, I mean, it's, it's ready to roll here, uh, Jeffrey.
0: I know. I mean, it's seems hard to believe just like I was telling Mike, you know, it seems, seems hard to believe that the last time UCF was in this spot was before even Mike was, well, I mean, at the time he was a, he was a UCF knight, but, um, but before he could play, you know, and um, I'll tell you, I, I'm going to be really excited to see. it. I know it's a late game, 9.40 p.m. Uh, Eastern on CBS. But, you know, we talked about it in our regular show this week that went up earlier on uh, Thursday that, um, that you know, this is this is the time. This is the time for, to make it happen um, for UCF. And, uh, and and a big stage with Taco Fall, B.J. Taylor, Aubrey, and all these guys, not just in the first-round game, but if they are able to get through VCU, they are going to be a lot of eyeballs on UCF watching, most likely, of course, Duke um in that uh in that second round you know well, I, I i know i, I keep locally, couching it I, but yeah I,
2: I think don't don't you feel locally jeff people will tune in as well i mean i oh definitely people, you know, the definitely. casual person will tune in i i mean i i'm gonna look at this is one of the things i'll be working on next week and beyond in the black and go banneret is I'll, i'm gonna try and find the local number for this game because i have a I feel like this will be the most watched ucf basketball game locally don't you think? Because. Uh, just because there's more exposure to the program now than there was, say, 14 years ago. I mean, I remember that UConn game was an early afternoon game. Right. Uh, this one's going to be a late night game. Everybody should be home or at a watch party. Uh, I just feel this could be – this will be the most watched game, especially if it's Duke. Because, Pete, you don't have to be a college basketball fan to know who Duke is and who Zion Williamson is and who Mike Sheshewski is.
0: Right. First things first, though. Got to get – first things first, though. Got to get through um, VCU. Yeah. It's a very good team in their own, right? Like Mike was talking about. A 10 regular season champ. This game will not be easy for UCF, but um, again, we'll see how they do with, I, I suppose, a limited Marcus of sevens. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's it, the nature of the tournament. Survive in advance, like we always say. Survive in advance. All right. So... Uh, That will wrap us for at least this weekend. If crazy stuff happens, what do you think, Eric? we Will have another emergency podcast? Why not?
2: Who knows? We've we've had a great week of content. We had Taylor Young on on Sunday night when the brackets came out, breaking down what it meant for the program, so we could check that out. Obviously, we had a regular episode, which we also went in depth on the women's side. They play on Friday night. Against uh, Arizona State, so we went there in detail. There, we also had a broke down the TV deal for the America Conference because you know we need more news this week. That's what we need more yeah. t- content. Um, yeah. And then with Mike, and then we'll see how this tournament kind of plays out. We'll recap it all. Uh, keep, keep an eye on Black and Gold Banneret on the site throughout that as well as on the social media brian's out in south carolina we're gonna have someone out there in coral gables for the women's we're all over the place right uh so it's it's fun and just enjoy it right i mean this has been a fun week i've enjoyed all the coverage i mean i saw taco fall had a feature on sports illustrated it was a great feature by eric adelson there and so i mean that's what's that's what's so awesome about this is the coverage and the content that that's out there now with the program exposure is tremendous and by the way they're gonna be called by the marquee group they're gonna be on CBS there's just not they're not on true TV with all respect to true television they're on CBS I mean that's as, as good as it gets a lot of eyeballs there so hopefully they play well and uh, hopefully we just enjoy it
0: right and don't forget of course obviously you mentioned the women they will be playing at seven o'clock on ESPN 2 uh, so busy Friday night of UCF hoops uh, we're gonna find out real quick
2: yeah, that's a heck a heck of a back-to-back, too. I, mean, I know, I'm man. That's sure. it I mean, never
0: happened before in program history that the two teams made the tournament at this in, in the same year, and here they are playing in the first round, first ever at-large bids in school history, and they're playing back-to-back time slots.
2: <laughs> yeah. And by the way, uh, Clay Madvik, my good friend Clay Madvik, will be calling the uh, games in, for the women's game in Coral Gables with Julian Vianney. That will be the crew. For the uh, UCF Arizona State game, Good so stuff. Uh, all right. that that's the crew. They just got a little inside scoop for you there.
0: Insight. There you go. So the so that'll uh, and don't forget to follow us, of course, at blackandgoldbanneret.com for all the latest. Follow us at ucf underscore banneret. Don't forget Brian Murphy's up in Columbia. Spokes underscore Murphy is his Twitter handle. I'm at Jeff underscore Sharon. Eric is at Eric Lopez elo. Don't forget Facebook.com slash blackandgoldbanneret. Follow all of our guys uh, on the site. Um, as well. All right, Eric, enjoy the uh, first day of the tournament. We'll be talking soon, all right? Sounds good, buddy. All right, and thanks also once again to Mike O'Donnell, our very, very good friend, mod three on Twitter, uh, and follow him for all of his analysis. I'm sure he'll be watching intently as well on Friday night. For Eric and for our special guest, Mike, I'm Jeff Singh. Thanks for listening. This has been our special preview edition of UCF against VCU on the Black and Gold Banneret podcast. Enjoy March Madness. Talk to you soon.